0: This is season one, episode three of Interesting Conversations. I'm your host, Craig Burgess, and today I'm talking to a guy that actually I've spoken to on podcasts quite a few times. He's called Ian Mead, and he's been a graphic designer and a designer for a very long time. In fact, he's been a graphic designer for over 30 years. And I might even be right in saying he's been it for over 40 years. So yeah, he's been doing it for a long time. And previously when I've spoken to Ian Mead, we've always spoken about design because I'm a graphic designer, he's a graphic designer, and we tend to geek out a little bit on graphic design. This time, we decided to speak about other stuff as well. So there's a little bit about graphic design and design and how it influences the world and how things have changed over the years in his career. But there's also a whole ton of other stuff. We get into talking about success and we get into talking about how to become satisfied in life. And we also try and do a visual gag or rather Ian Mead brings something in and he tries to explain the visual gag on a podcast. This episode was brilliant. I always love talking to Ian Mead and I think you're really going to enjoy it too. So let's get to season one, episode three of Interesting Conversations with Ian Mead starting right now we had we, we had no notes last time. <laughs>
1: well, I'm not. I'll throw them away anything.
0: <laughs> no, 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 notes are good. Notes are good. I've got, I've got a lot so of gonna, notes.
1: Yeah, you ain't going to load like me. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: I've got, I've got loads of nicely written notes.
1: I've got scribble. Yeah.
0: So if you want to, you you're better off staying a bit closer. If yeah, is that you, uh, yeah yeah? That, that's a bit better. Yeah okay. Yeah, can you hear a difference?
1: Yeah, I can, because I've got there and I, I go away, and then I get
0: It's It's those stupid new Apple Apple headphones. They're rubbish, aren't they? That they're, just <laughs> they're just all the wrong way around. Yeah. So it looks like you've got an essay there.
1: No, I haven't really. No. It will remind <laughs> me what I, what I was going to say.
0: So la- last time we spoke, we spoke about design pretty much exclusively, and this time, for this new podcast I'm doing, it's kind of... Uh, about everything Uh, I've just called it interesting conversation so it's not just about design it's not just about uh, yeah so a couple of other episodes I've done already first guy Ivor was he calls himself a free thinker (laughs) so we we spoke about all kinds of stuff and that was that was really interesting and then last time the other guy I've just recorded Dr. Bob Phillips when, when I told Kayla When I told my girlfriend He's called Dr. Bob She was laughing yeah. I, don't, I don't know why Anyway I don't. He's a <laughs> He's a specialist in child cancer So Quite a heavy topic Right
1: This is much lighter than tonight Yeah Much lighter <laughs> But
0: we, we didn't We didn't go too much Into the kind of The negative stuff You know I, What I was really interested To talk about was How they research things And yeah. And Basically Child cancer And the things that Bob, Bob's involved in. I'm sure he won't mind me calling calling him Bob. I don't know if doctors always want to be called doctor. Anyway, Bob, um, they're kind of leading the way in in medical research and what they do. So wh- whenever somebody comes to them with cancer, they do all kinds of really innovative research that they just don't do when you go to doctor with a cold. Right. So, so uh, yeah, yeah. It, it was really interesting. Uh, I bet
1: it was. Yeah, and uh, it's one of the things that. I touched on when I was a bit nearer um, reading through your questions is that one of the nice things about being a designer is you get to learn and get knowledge about lots of different things that your clients do. Yeah. So like, rather than like you know, a lot of other professions where you, you plough a... A furrow like that. If you get a client who's medical, or you get a client who's beer, or you get a client who's, you know, uh, an accountant, you, you have you have to by nature of what you're doing. Learn a little bit about their industry and what they do. And and be, that, that's and, good. And
0: be interested uh, as
1: well. Yeah, because if you're not interested, then you're not going to make it interesting for your audience.
0: Yeah, and, you, and if you're making a logo, or you're making a website, or you're making something for them, you need to know what, what it is. And, and what they're about. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, otherwise it don't work, and it's not relevant.
0: Yeah, so I'm kind of taking that thing from designers, yeah. that kind of curiosity thing, and applying it to all sorts.
1: Well, that's it, yeah. I mean, it's one of the key things about being a designer. If you're not curious about stuff, um, then you're not wasting your time. But if you're not... If if you've got a client and you think I'm not really interested in this at all, then you might as well let somebody else do it.
0: Yeah. Well, design actually on my notes is the thing at the very top. So even though we spoke about design last time, I want to touch on some stuff again. I was gonna talk about book recommendations, but as we've just spoke about, you you've got no book recommendations. Oh, I, can, whatsoever.
1: I can do I can do book recommendations.
0: Oh, have you got some?
1: Well, um, 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 you
0: see, when people recommend books, they're not—they're not just recommending them. They're they're kind of telling you a bit about the personality as well.
1: So, if I said "On the Road," Jack Kerouac, and I said "Catch 22," and I said anything by Raymond Chandler, that gives you a bit of an idea where I'm coming from with books.
0: Yeah, and you you wouldn't you wouldn't say certain books, would you? You wouldn't say you've just read Fifty Shades of Grey, for example, uh, even though you might
1: have done. No, I haven't. But no, I wouldn't. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. No. It's like when
0: you re- recommend anything, you recommend a TV show or you recommend a film. It's a reflection on your own personality. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't you wouldn't admit if you've just been watching Spice World. No. But you'd tell someone no. that Saving Private Ryan's really good.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would. Because I'd have to make myself slightly more cultural, maybe. Mm. And then again. Yeah, I'll, it would. Yeah. Although
0: on that point, have you seen
1: Dunkirk? I haven't yet, no. I'm not very good at going to the pictures either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not good at any of that cultural stuff. Uh, yeah, I am, because I love going to galleries and stuff.
0: Or oh, proper cultural stuff.
1: Yeah. And I like uh, But I'm not very good at going to pictures. It's time, it's again, again. I never seem to find time. It's the whole evening. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, it's true. I watch films on TV Yeah, when they come round. So what's the
0: best film you've seen recently?
1: Recently? Oh, I don't know. I don't know how I could answer that. So
0: what's the best film you've ever seen?
1: Best I've ever seen? Oh, there's a whole, whole list of stuff, isn't there? It's, like, really difficult, isn't it? I like, I, I like older films. I, like, it, I, I seem to like nearly everything from... My youth, like, yeah. Not youth, but from from 60s and 70s. hi right. So, Charles? Bullet, Chinatown, stuff like that. Bullet. Bullet's... F- yeah, I watched Bullet recently, Bullet's actually. fantastic. Yeah. I love it.
0: Only, um, the only problem with Bullet now is... They, they, they say it's one of the best car chases in a film ever, you know, a car chase film. But the problem is, I go to the cinema a lot and... You see things that are ridiculously over the top now, yeah. and you watch yeah. Steve McQueen in Bullet, and it's just not the same. No, it, but it's, it's it's real.
1: Yeah, French Connection, car chase in that. I've seen that. No, I haven't. Oh, actually. it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Any film with Gene Ackman in is good. <laughs> right. What you must watch is one that's called The Conversation. I've never
2: he even bu- heard he of it. He
1: bugs that. people. He is. He bugs He's a private detective And he bugs people The conversation Gene Atman in it It's fantastic He do
0: not just bug people As in poking them with a stick
1: Uh, No, 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 no (laughs) No, But anything with Gene Atman It's always good French Connection, fantastic I loved it I just love films from that era Serpico, like, yeah Stuff like I don't know
0: They're of a time Yeah And that time's really cool
1: Ah It is yeah, because this whole thing about that era, were it's well, it's where it, it it it's where I came from, and it's what generated my generation, as it were. And I don't know, I'm still close to it. I still like it better. I still like films from them better than new films.
0: I'm jealous of you there because I w- I was born in 1988, so technically, kind of 80s, but mostly 90s, so I'm I'm a 90s kid, really. Uh, But there's nothing to be proud of about the 90s. I'm not going to, in another 30 years time, I'm not going to be sat where you are saying, you know, I still prefer things from the 90s, because there's nothing to prefer from the 90s. It's, music were rubbish. 80s were good. Eighties, I love I, mean, it. I love eighties music. Absolute
1: eighties. I have it on all the time.
0: I love eighties music. It's brilliant. I love eighties rock music. I love eighties pop yeah, music. You know, ABC and I love Depeche and, like, It's fantastic. It's, it's all brilliant. Yeah. But ninth, the nineties is the start of when everything went sour. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of good films. True. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction were good.
1: Yeah, Tarantino films fantastic.
0: But the, it's culturally, it's yeah. bereft, really. Yeah, it is. In terms of other
1: and popular culture, yeah, I don't not go to the cinema because of any not not for this reason, but I am very often disappointed with films. Yeah, they're not as Oh, it's awful. I'm going to say they're not as good as they used to be, and I don't. I I, I don't think they are. I I agree. but that's just I agree. me. I think maybe. No, um, I, I being, kind of agree. being a bit of a luddite almost, but I don't think they are.
0: I go, I go to the cinema at least every two weeks. Yeah, um, and I'd agree that they're not as good as I they have used been to be. This
1: year, I want to see Dunkirk, but then I read what people say about it, and apparently, it's all right.
0: There's, there's, yeah. there's still good people making films, but the problem is they're outweighed by superhero films and franchises and. Everything's got to be a franchise now. Yeah, yeah. Not just the cinema, but musically and video games and everything. Everything's a franchise, and if they can't work out how to make it into a franchise, most most of those things don't get made. So you, and also because I see so many films, I forget the good ones. Because
1: CG, yeah, and CGI, CGI's too clever as well. It's too, it's too easy, not not too easy to, but you can fabricate things so well. I, I can't explain. You can't I'd, tell. No, I, I like I like seeing old cowboy films where you can tell that it's a painted background. Yeah, Magnificent Seven. Well, and they remade it. They remade I know, it and it was rubbish. Yeah, I hated it. It no, I didn't hate it. It were all right, but it weren't the same. I, I just like yeah, where eagles dare, I guess sanctions to fly. I just love it. I just I, I can't help it. I just can't drag myself away from it and I, I try and I, f- I feel unsatisfied
0: so going on to design do you still feel like that with design In, is 60s design still better no
1: not 60s stuff no no but I, it's it's too controlled by max <laughs> it's too controlled by technology now and not by ideas
0: Mm, yeah, I completely agree with you there.
1: It's it's not as thought as it was. It's too easy to do a logo and make it look nice. It's too easy to create things very quickly as well to actually s- perform the function that they're supposed to be doing. But there's not necessarily always an idea behind it. And, the, the inter- the, and it's more, getting more and more difficult to be... Original and not creative particularly, but it's but certainly it's more difficult to be original because all the ideas have nearly been done maybe and it's it's quite you've only got an alphabet you know and an ampersand and some numbers and colors and yeah, shapes and it's difficult. yeah, you know, I saw some comments about yours about a logo the other day and It's really difficult now because I mean even back then there were thousands and thousands of logos, but there's millions now and you can, you can just go on you can just google a logo now and you can get something that probably be quite appropriate without having to actually think it out. And I find I find it a bit disappointing. I, I also find the, uh, the the move away from using pens and pencils and paint. And I'm not say, uh, saying we should all be using pencils and paint and stuff, but we ought to use them a bit, maybe. Something a bit looser and a bit, like, within the framework, maybe. If yeah, I don't know. It's just, like, it's, it's all a bit computer-generated. And because of that, it, it almost becomes facile. It almost becomes like wallpaper rather than something that's immediate and yeah
0: I think I think there's a couple of things particularly in, in design now the, the first one is that we're living in an age of we're not living in an age of ideas anymore we're living in an age of technology and because we're living in an age of technology that means that you don't need to make a good idea behind something all you need to do is make it look pretty and what we've what what i'm seeing now is a lot of the, a lot of the big designers a lot of people who have got a lot of followers on twitter and have got big behance profiles they're all technically proficient designers they're, they're amazingly technical as a yeah, designer yeah, yeah. so they can produce amazing looking design but there's no concept behind it yeah. and there's no ideas behind it and there's no, no. wit behind it no. and all that stuff people like paul rand and yeah, alan, alan yeah, fletcher yeah. The, when they were doing what they were doing all of it was about ideas and concepts yeah. and wit and that's proper design
1: well the whole team of them pentagram including fletcher and and, still today. and and bob gill who did his little drawings yeah uh, and the architect guy that they, they had fun yeah as well
0: and you saw it in the design. You
1: could see it, because, you're right, it, it's a good word, wit, because it's not quite fun, because fun sounds maybe a little bit loose almost, but wit, yeah. And as I say, the whole thing is is, is around this word idea, and it's, it's one of the criticisms I have of, of young people, students, these days, is that it's too easy to just turn a mac on and churn something out without actually thinking about what they're going to do because it's easy to come up with something
0: and do you do you genuinely think students have got worse or do you just expect more of them because sometimes i think um, we we get work experience people and i think oh they're a bit shit these but then i think back to what i was like at 18 and i was shitter than them and I, I I just wondered: Do you th- are they worse than the people you used to have twenty years ago, or I, are, are you? I, just-
1: ha- I have to be honest; I haven't had any students in for a while now, so um, I, it'd be wrong for me to judge. Um, really, I, I just think that they've now got this screen, this tool in front of them, and that makes life a lot easier, and therefore being young people take the easy route
0: it makes it a lot easier to make design but I don't think it makes it a lot easier to make ideas and I see that all the time in fact a couple of weeks ago we we had two work experience kids in neither of them brought a sketchbook or a pen and I give them a sketchbook one of them used it the other one didn't the one that used it found it way easier to generate ideas mm. and the one that didn't it went straight to the screen couldn't think of any ideas no. And it, it's just that 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 free form, that blank canvas, and a it, pen in your hand that makes it easier to generate ideas.
1: Yeah, I f- I find it the whole thing though now is I, I find it's not frightening, but um, if they if they can't immediately do something that's at least at a level that's acceptable, i.e., I- five or six out of ten with a Mac in front of them, then they did not ought to be going into design because. It is so easy to put colours, shapes and fonts together and make something that looks okay.
0: Or just copy something.
1: Yeah, or, uh, you know, we're surrounded by stuff and, you know, we've got an internet, we've got books, we've got outside, we've got televisions. Surely your head, as a designer, you should be like a bank that you... Uh, what you see, what you read, uh, just goes into that bank f- for use later on. Oh, so that's how I've always worked. Oh, yeah, you know, what do I need to do with this? And what have I seen that, that sparks an idea that I can move on, you know, to next, you know, to suit what I'm doing? Uh, it, it, you know, you've seen typefaces, you've seen colours, and you think, you've seen. You've seen things, and and you want to tap into th- tap into that knowledge, mm. so it's got to work.
0: So you've been wouldn't even say how long you've been doing graphic design for. So I, how how long have you been doing it for? Thir- well, thirty years. For- no, not more than that, really.
1: I went to when I went to art school and did my foundation. Year which were at that point were called a pre diploma which was before I did my degree. That was nineteen sixty-six. Woke up here, and when I got I left school, and when I got to art school, um, we had like samplers in um, fine art, pottery, uh, textile design, fashion. Graphic design and whatever, and I immediately thought, "Well, I like this graphics job." And so it was by the Christmas of me, my, um, my foundation year, I was kind of specialising to a degree in graphics. So if you work that out, that's uh, just um, forty-eight years. Yeah, sixty-six. Go on, try again. Well, it's 49,
0: but I presumed that. Well, in no, f- it's
1: 17 now, so it's 51. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, t- I'm terrible at maths. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, 51. But then I applied for graphics courses and went on and did my degree in graphics, 67 to 70. Then I did a postgrad, uh, an MA in. 1971, and then I started working 70, back end of 71, yeah. So
0: so a long time.
1: A long time, yeah, a very long time, yeah. So in all that time,
0: how much has design changed?
1: Graphics, not a lot. We're still really doing words, colours, shapes on bits of paper, and if they're not bits of paper, the screen's.
0: Mm. Yeah, the mostly a, the actual profession's not really moved
1: on no I mean if you're designing a website or you're designing um, a brochure you've still got words pictures, colours same really
0: yeah so you've been doing that for 40 years how, how have you stayed enjoying it for that long
1: Doing different things, different times, going through different phases, liking different ways of working, liking different styles of working, you know, changing typefaces once every ten years, whether it's necessary <laughs> or not. Uh, going back to Helvetica every time. Yeah. that's not true. But um, well, it's just doing something, doing different products as well each time because I've like I, I had spells when let me think back uh, early days uh, I did quite a lot of stuff on like architectural construction stuff then I had a uh, a kind of beery spell and then I had a bit of a DIY spell then I had a bit of a food spell then I've come back and then a pharmaceutical spell and then, yeah, so all through the years you gain one or two clients here and there, you shed one or two for different reasons and then you start learning some new stuff.
0: Did you ever intentionally target food and then pharmaceutical? No, it seemed
1: to come along, like um, things have generally just come along quite naturally I mean the pharmaceutical thing came out of uh, an agency I was working with in London who just happened to have a pharmaceutical client. And then one of their people moved to another company and dragged me along. And the beer thing... Um, yeah, I targeted beer originally. I did write to a load of breweries and said, yeah, um, what what you doing is crap? <laughs> Why don't you... Yeah. <laughs> 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 but seriously, I, I just... Um, I targeted local breweries particularly um, I don't know why well, of course I like beer and I like, and the nice things to work with but um, I targeted the Yorkshire sort of um, brewers and one of them came back to me and I started doing a bit of work and then it kind of snowballed from there and then um,
0: Designers just yeah. love Designers love designing brewery labels yeah, and stuff I, like think, I think so yeah. I'm not surprised, it's nice. That's something I've still not done yet. Oh. On, on my bucket list to do, design a brewery label.
1: Yep, yeah. Just been I've just been doing some rejig of the two rows of stuff, so, which will be out in about the uh, next couple of weeks, actually. I've uh, done a, a redesign on it. So it's got a new owner now. So, yeah, it's... it's yeah, but that's just how it's worked That I seem to have gone through phases of different things and then if you do some decent food work some other people who are doing food work come along to you and so you end up doing a load of food and then things change yeah. I think that's and I don't know that my approach has, has changed very much but like fashions change so you watch and see what's out there and like a yeah, very good example is if you're doing some food stuff it's very easy to go in the supermarket, have a walk around and pay attention and look at what other people are doing see where the market's going see if you can do something better see if you can always take from other people and add to it, change it and make it relevant to your client it, it, I don't think I don't think what we do is rocket science. I think a lot of it's intuition. I think
0: So do you think you're a good born intuitive as a
1: Yeah. I think good people who get things right have got good intuition. I think people who get things wrong maybe haven't. Um But but where
0: does that come from? Where does that natural I
1: don't know, I don't know. I wish I could, you know, bottle it, sell it. Because I, I, seriously, I've, like, like most of my clients have have gone on to be successful. Like, my, my bigger long-term clients have been successful businesses. I've got very few that have gone uh, bust. I've got very few, I've got a very, very small back catalogue of things I've done from scratch that have ended up, going in you know room 101 like I don't know I, I mean I've, I've a couple of examples I don't think I've talked to you about this before but of people who've come to me with ideas uh, outline ideas and you know well one particular one is now we're able to sell this company for 50 odd million quid and I think a lot of that was on the back of work that me and my company did for him.
0: I think that designer's intuition thing's interesting, though, that designer's eye, because I do think there's something in it that a designer is, is naturally a good designer. I think they get better, obviously they get better, but over the years I've, I've definitely seen certain designers who aren't as good as other designers... And no matter how hard they try, they can never get better than other designers that don't seem to put any effort in. Hmm. Do you know what I mean?
1: I mean, you get people who seem to want to, to develop a style and I'm not sure that's a good idea. I think, I think... I don't uh, agree with styles. I think you should do your work, you know, appropriate to your client yeah. and appropriate to the product or whatever it is that you're working on.
0: If you're a designer with a style, you're an artist...
1: Yeah, almost.
0: You're a commercial artist. Yeah, you you, you you're not you're not a designer in, in the strictest sense of it because a designer produces the best work for a target audience. Yeah, and if you've got a style and you only ever churn that style out, that's not appropriate for. I that mean, I have people
1: audience. work for me, who've who've, who've kind of steadfastly not wanted to step outside a way of working, and sometimes it's been quite difficult to sort of like brief them and and or art direct them or whatever you want to call it uh, towards um doing what I would have said was the right approach to a job rather than doing it in the style that they felt most comfortable with yeah. and that's sometimes
0: what what it, do you do if they don't listen to you
1: um I get a bit louder I get a bit more um, forceful yeah because uh, like if it's me that's going back to the client it's I, I had a spell when I had so many people working for me that occasionally I was going back to clients with work that, that uh, I'm not saying I didn't lie but I do not think it were I do not think it were where I wanted it to be and I, I got increasingly un- uncomfortable with that um, because I've got four or five people all working on different things, and yeah, you, know, you pay them, and you've got to leave them to it and let them make decisions. But I didn't always think that the decision making was uh, was correct. And at the end of the day, we're going to have my name on it. Uh, so, but it's difficult because you, you've got to appreciate that like, there's there's a hundred ways of doing a job, and not necessarily my way is right and the other 99 are wrong because it's not true. So you've got to step back sometimes. Yeah. But I'm more comfortable now because I'm working independently and art directing everything myself. Um, I'm more comfortable. I wouldn't ever now go back to anybody with something that I didn't think were right. So it was almost like being a service industry at, at that time. And I'm not that anymore. Yeah, well, I am. But what I mean is, <laughs> I'm, I'm. You're doing I'm it. Not your ju- way. I'm not doing. I'm not. I'm not doing it. Yeah, you know, just to earn a living, just to pay, just to pay the wages Just, just to. Yeah, you know, I'm doing it. I will always do what I think's right. Now. So yeah.
0: how, how have you stayed happy doing it for all those years? How, why have you not just gone, fuck it? And just quit. And how many times? Have I do you really, to do really
1: like what I do. And uh, people, like people, say, Why aren't you retiring? Why are you still working?" Eh, I make nice money out of it because uh, I haven't got ho- overheads like I used to have. Uh, and and I like doing what I do. It's like it is a bit like calling in, and like yeah, it's it's so good.
0: You, you say everything's been done, but you obviously don't think that because you're still doing it.
1: Oh yeah, there's always a different way of doing it, slightly. Yeah, got to be, are not there? There's always a different font and a different colour and a different. Yeah. There's always there's
0: always a better way to do it next time. You you way the way I always look at it is, the next time I come to do something, I'm going to do it better than I did last time.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It doesn't always turn out that way, but.
1: Oh, different. You do it not better, but different. Yeah. Like yeah, like it's a very subjective area that we're working in. So if you did a job twice, it's difficult to say whether the first time you did it, like, you know, the example we've just been talking about with this Two Roses thing. What I did originally for Jim five years ago or whatever were appropriate and what he wanted and fitted with his idea of his brewery and what I've done now. Is equally appropriate for the way that the new guy wants to market his product. And the market's changed. So, how I've approached it's different. But by the same token, I've listened to what they want to do and I ain't gone all oh, magic rock. And But by the same token, it, it's not got two little roses on it anymore. Mm.
0: I, I, do, I do think there's not much of my old work that I still like and I o- I always get to a point that you you usually after after it's been out there for a couple of years you think oh I don't like it anymore but you sometimes forget that someone else is going to see that and think oh that's really good I often see this with when I go teach and things like that and they still think some of my old work yeah yeah open it it's fine it'll, 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 it'll just
1: me. go fizz yeah it it, gi- <laughs> right.
0: it, it it gives it some presence. Yeah. Pod- the podcast.
1: And it's Vimto. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talking about podcasts. Can I do a visual joke on a podcast?
0: You can try. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You'd better explain that. What
0: is, is that a chip? Oh, is it peas? Yeah, it's a pod, of course.
1: <laughs> and pod. I've just cast it across the table. You've oh, just God. It weren't a very good visual joke, right? You've just
0: cast a pod of peas across the table. Some may call it a podcast.
1: Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. 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 Um, you can cut that bit out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, I'm not cutting anything out. It's all staying. Even, even you drinking that. Uh, what were I saying? Oh, yeah.
1: Vimto, the drink of champions. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's a bit 60s, isn't it? Yeah. Right.
0: It's it's classic though, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Vimto's designs. Yeah, so, yeah, I often get a, a bit bored of my old work, but you forget that when, when I go teach or whatever and people are seeing it for the first time, they think it's amazing. And I look mm. at it and think, no, I don't like it. And you, your tastes and your opinions move on so much that I, as soon as I've done something, I usually don't like it anymore. I just, Right, right, you see. I've, I'm never satisfied with anything that no, I make.
1: No, no, but it, it, every piece that you do is in its time, isn't it? And at some point, you have to press a button and say, this is it, stop, this is how it's going to be. Mm. I'm, I'm kind of opposite to that. The
0: only things that I do like, that I end up staying liking is logos. Yeah. Because lo- logos are kind of... They're just classical logos, and I and, and I always do, I always kind of do classical ideas for logos. Anyway, I don't ever do anything that's over time, or I try not to.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. So, so I think a lot of the logo stuff I've done over the years I still like now, but a lot yeah. of the other stuff, design stuff or websites, I, I don't necessarily like.
1: Well, yeah, websites. The the uh, the general approach to websites is it, it changes, doesn't it? And and stuff that's coming out now is technically. Because, I guess, the platforms that you're using or... or, I don't know. It's just... The approach has changed, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, it has. And over the years... I mean, I've I've been doing this 12 years now, which is crazy. It's flown. Over the 12 years, I've kind of gone through different stages. When I first started... I hated websites. I hated doing websites. I I couldn't design them for toffee. Now
1: you're telling me. (laughs) This is back
0: in my first job and I hated them. And then I started to like them. And then I started enjoying building them and designing them. And then I went through a phase of preferring to do graphic design and then web design and graphic design. And it kind of goes like that. Mm, mm. I kind of prefer one thing over another. And at the minute, most of the stuff I'm doing is graphic design and identity stuff and things like that. Yeah. And I prefer doing that at the minute.
1: And let somebody else do, yeah, you know,
0: yeah, web stuff. Yeah, I, I still... Yeah. I don't mind designing websites, and I still enjoy designing some websites, but I prefer... I actually prefer all the old-school, classical, graphic
2: well, design this stuff.
1: this is it's sort of... That's sort of where I come from. And uh, I think I've probably quoted Giotto before, you know, 13th century painter, who, who famous... Well, not famously, but he did say, what's the point... Actually, physically doing these frescoes and painting them on the walls when you can just think about it. So he used to have his apprentices do all the painting, and he used to say, "I've got this idea that you do that there," and that, I sort of come from there. And It's what I do now. It, um, I, no, I won't physically now. Rarely do any artwork, hmm. um, and that,
0: that's what's different now because I just
1: let some. I let somebody. Just I help, ask somebody else. Just let a lackey do it. No, <laughs> lackey, I wouldn't ever use that word, no. Uh, let somebody else who's quicker and more proficient uh, uh, do it for me. Yeah. And yeah. do it properly better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh,
0: that's definitely against what most people do now because designers now are technically proficient and people pride themselves on doing the, the artwork side of it and actually making something as well as coming
1: up with the idea. I used to like that when I first started doing artwork, were and actually physically sticking bits of type down and actually making an drawing lines and yeah you know, using my ruling pen and filling things in with Indian ink and cutting and pasting. I loved it, and it, and it, and it is it was. A f- really fine technical skill, and, and I was quite proud they were very good at it. And I was. And, but we don't need that now because we've got machines that do it a lot quicker and a lot better. I mean, when I think of old cowgum and sticking stuff down, and. <laughs> whoo- yeah. But I liked it because it was a little bit like DIY, it was a bit, a little bit like making things. Actually, and I like that actually
0: creating something yeah,
1: for yeah, real like actually doing it with pens and pencils and brushes and and yeah one day I'll go back to that
0: and that's why I still love doing print stuff yeah. now which is yeah. because at the end of it you get something you've got yeah. you can get something that you're holding yeah. your hands yeah. And you just can sit yeah. there and look at it and be proud that you've made it. Absolutely. And I, I, still, I still enjoy getting that feeling yeah. of seeing my logo somewhere or seeing a piece of design that I've made somewhere mm. and seeing it on, on the side of a van or, or whatever it is. It's still nice to get that feeling. Yeah.
1: Uh, but I'm quite opposite to you in some ways about this. You, you've been quite disparaging about stuff that you've done. Like, I'm sort of the opposite. I can go back to... Oh God! I, you know, hold on a minute. Seventy or eighty percent of stuff I've done, I would be embarrassed about now, and I wouldn't want want to put my name to, um, and and it would look bloody awful now. I know, but it was of its time. But there are loads of other things that I've done thirty years ago, twenty years ago, ten years ago, that I can look back on now and still be really proud of and still, things things still kind of last.
0: That's why I've never put a portfolio together because I don't like my old work. I just, it, it's just the way well, that I've always I been.
1: Mean, uh, well, well, you built my website so you know what's on there and I'm quite, I'm quite happy to show stuff that I did a long time ago. They don't bother me. In fact, I think it's reassuring sometimes. But then, like, if somebody wants me to do a job, they know I'm, you know, a sixty-eight-year-old gimmer, and not some twenty-year-old whiz kid. So they know the nature of the beast, as it were. Yeah. So if they didn't want that sort of approach, although I don't think I, I don't think I'd ever. Um, want to come across as a, a, a sort of gimmer designer I, I hope my stuff's although it might not be cutting edge it might be of it's time now
0: I, th- I think the way that you approach design and the way that you approach um, technical stuff and everything is way more modern and refreshing than a lot of other graphic designers that I know because a lot of other graphic designers who don't touch web, who won't move with the times they're all stuck with print stuff and they won't even embrace a lot of the newer technical stuff and i think you've got a a, a way well if you want to put an age on it a younger attitude than a lot of other designers that are half your age
1: oh good well if that comes across to you that's good yeah
0: yeah yeah because a lot
1: i'd be quite i'd be quite proud of you thinking that to be honest because Like, sometimes I, I, like, I want to be old school, I'm not, I don't, I, I don't not want to be old school, but I also think, like, I want to be now as well.
0: I think you can, you can be old school in, in the way that you know how things should be done properly, but I don't think you can, because I, I take on a lot of those old school attitudes, even though I'm not of that time, but. You can't be old school in embracing technology and embracing new ways of doing things. And that that's the kind of thing that a lot of designers stop doing, which is why, it's why a lot of design. They say it's a young, man ga- young man's game. That's why they say design is a young man's game. Because when a designer gets to 30 years old, they're already starting to get stuck in the ways, they do things in a particular yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. And the design does start to look old-fashioned. And you see it a lot. I see it a lot. And there's something about being in your twenties as a designer that they they've just got a lot more zeal and a lot more zest, and they're a lot more passionate about finding new things. And you often lose that as you get older and older as a designer. Which which is why you're you're such an interesting case to do that you, you you're not like that and you're 68.
1: Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, uh, The other thing I do is I like, I like talking to people and I like talking to my clients and I like picking the brains and I like tapping into their, not just tapping into their knowledge, but um, tapping into what, where they're coming from with their products and where they're coming from with their ambitions and ideals about their businesses. And I like to think one of the strengths I've had is listening to people and interpreting their dreams, almost. <laughs> Not particularly the dreams, but... That's in- a nice
0: way of putting it, interpreting your dreams.
2: Yeah,
1: well, <laughs> yeah. Because well, that's what it is. Quite often, people, uh, when we're doing stuff, they've got a new product, they've got a new idea. It might be an old business, an established business, but usually it's like, oh, I've got this thing and I want to launch, or I want to redo this. or So they've got this new idea in their head and then what you've got to learn and you know the ones who are good at it can do this is listen to where they're coming from and go back with something that's almost what they wanted but a lot better
0: yeah yeah it never gets old even
1: better than what I, i thought it to be a bit like this but i didn't think it'd be this good uh, which is where you want to be, and then they say, "But can you make it blue <laughs> or pink?" Oh, uh, yeah. As I said to you the other day, the same colour as my wife's handbag, or whatever. Yeah. An horrible colour.
0: My yeah. my, uh, my five-year-old niece has looked at it, and yeah, he prefers pink, or she prefers pink. And yeah. I think you should make it pink. Hmm. And then you have to make it pink because they don't pay you otherwise. Hmm. After an argument, obviously. Yeah. Well, not an argument, a debate.
1: Yes. Yep. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So I want to So
1: it's better really to go back with the right colour in the first place. Pink. So if you go back with a good nah, no, yeah. not necessarily. If you go back and it's not pink, but it's brilliant, then they'll then they can be persuaded. If you go back with something that's average ish, then they'll go, Oh well, why don't we have pink? Why don't we use Yeah, Cooper Black? <laughs> why don't we use what, what what's what's wrong with Comic Sans, <laughs> Et cetera. Right? Yes. Yeah.
0: I want to move on from design because yes. we spoke about it for ages. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. Yeah. Um, but I want to go on to some kind of other more random topics. And this is probably where your notes are going to come in that you've been shuffling in your hand all this time. I, I was maybe
1: I might I might remember most of it.
0: Well, I was gonna. I didn't get a chance to ask it yet, but you you're a happy guy. I am. And that's my first thing that I wanted to ask. What's your secret to staying happy, doing a job that you love?
1: Yeah, being happy uh, with the people around me, my family, my kids, my partner, my friends. Uh, Being wealthy enough to be able to afford things that I like money doesn't buy happiness but it buys things that make you happy.
0: And freedom to a certain extent. Yeah.
1: I'm I'm in a good place now because the pressures that I felt for 40 years of my life have been eased over the last few years because I've downsized and I haven't got responsibilities of employees, which were always hard. I spent... 25, 30 years of my life working really, really hard. I still work hard when I work. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do. Uh, but the pressures of knowing that, that every month you've got 15, 20 salaries to pay. Um, and I always, I've got a very working class attitude to work. I always wanted to be first there and last out. And I worked silly hours at times.
0: It's something that's and pretty, it, yeah. pretty pl- prevalent in design in general, that kind of attitude. Yeah. Work, working hard. Yeah. Getting there early and leaving. But late. There is, there's,
1: another, there's another strata that don't want to work and toss it off and think it's an easy life. I think some kids go into it the college and think they'll do a design course because it's easy <coughs> I think
0: it it, ca- it can be easy you can make anything easy but if you just turn up no I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say just turn up 9 to 5 as if it's a bad thing but if if you're tu- just turning up 9 to 5 all your life as a designer you never get good you no, never you never no, get better I'd than agree. average I'd agree because it needs to be your entire life and yeah, your entire way of I'd thinking i yeah, I especially see it at college and things like that. Yeah. You can see the people who only ever do the things that they set. They never yeah. do anything more. But you know, for them to get ahead, they need to do more, but they don't do it.
1: Well, you, you, you know yourself, you know other people who are designers. You can go back to your own, your own college days. I can go back to my college days. And I know, you know, I won a course of, let's say, 24 people. And I could have probably identified half of them, um, at least half of them um, there were no work in them uh, and and some more of, of, on top of that who didn't have much talent and were also lazy and then there were just a handful of people who maybe had a bit of go about them. Some of them probably went into um, education or whatever. And I bet out of those twenty-four, I bet uh, th- three, four, maybe went on and made a career. And you can, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. You can kind of identify. I think um, it's,
0: I think it's probably passion rather than work. Yeah. Actually, caring. Yeah. It's not the thing with all designers that are successful. And what is success is my next one. But the thing with all successful designers, I always think, is passion. It's not a job. It's it's just not a job. It's You get paid to do it, which is brilliant, but it's not a job. You see it as much more than a job. You, you'll you be thinking about it on a morning before you go to work and on an evening when you go home as well. It's, it's not a job. And that's why a lot of designers work so hard because they don't see it as a job it's a hobby and it's when it's a hobby it's easy to turn up early and leave late because you're doing your, your hobby
1: mm. but it's what I tell people uh, when like we were saying a few minutes ago when I said like most of me most of me contemporaries are retired I ain't going to retire no why well I make a load of money out of it and it's my hobby as well as my job I like it I actually like what I do it's not a hardship being at my desk doing my job. It's not an imposition. I'm not filling forms in. I'm not, like, yeah, adding numbers up. I'm not knocking nails in. I'm not digging trenches. I'm doing something that I actually really like doing. And I don't have to do it 90 hours a week. I don't get blisters. And I get a lot of satisfaction from it. And I'm quite successful at it. And people appreciate what I do and say thank you and well done. And that makes me feel good.
0: I think that's... I don't want to put words in your mouth for what is success, but I think ultimately that's what success is. Doing something that you love doing, but that you get paid for. That's That's the thing that a lot of people in life, unfortunately, don't end up doing. They end up having a job. And they see a job as a job, as a way to make money. And then they go home and they have a separate life. And unfortunately, a lot of people are like that. But it's, I think, true success. When you actually think about success and however you define it, they're people that are doing what they love for a job.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, look at... I, think I, I can't think of any analogies really but I suppose it's like a young, a young lad who gets to be a professional footballer yeah. like he loves playing football and he gets 100,000 quid a week for doing it so there ought to be some enthusiasm and commitment and if there isn't then there's something wrong with his brain <laughs> yeah yeah and if they can't see that's the sad thing that a lot of people when they are in a good place can't see that they're in a good place and uh, it's a lot better than than you know digging coal or whatever you know packing you know shelves and it is it's lovely it's a lovely thing to be doing.
0: It's you you just always focus on negatives it's just a human trait isn't it you you always focus on when things are bad you You remember the bad things more than you remember the good things, and it's yeah it, it, it is hard
1: yeah, it's tough sometimes the deadlines and like you're really real, and you're up against it and sometimes as much as you want to, you can't think and you can't and you have to force yourself almost well, it's difficult
0: the biggest thing that a lot of people forget is that we're in the one percent, not me and you I mean. Western society is yeah. in, in the one yeah. percent. Whether you're stacking yeah. shelves or yeah. whether you're doing the job that we are fortunate to do, we're actually all in the one percent. That we we we're, we're in the top one percent of the world. That even if you're doing a shit job or what you think is a shit job, it's actually better than ninety nine percent of the world. Ninety nine yeah. percent of the absolutely all the seven billion people.
1: Hey, yeah. Listen, I'm still get up on a morning and think, yeah, you know, hallelujah. This is alright. I do. Uh, like, I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky because I've got, hey, I've got this far. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, there's loads of people I know who've predeceased me. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's serious. It's like, like, you know, I famously say that by, by the time my dad were as old as I am now, he'd been dead for 12 years. You yeah, know, it's, it's it's a fact. Yeah. And there's loads of people I were at school with. That um, are no longer here and certainly not in the, as lucky with the health as what I am. I'm very lucky. And then I'm also lucky I've got a nice job. I'm also lucky I can afford things that I want. It's great, yeah, you know, there's loads. And it's like, yeah, success. What he asked me about, what is it? Well, I'm here, yeah. And I'm Dutchwood reasonably healthy for my age brackets, close brackets. I
0: think you're way healthier than a lot of people, (laughs) even half your age. You're healthier than me.
1: (laughs) And, um, yeah, and I I can, I can, yeah, I can have a nice car, go on holiday, I can go out for a meal, I can go for a run, I'm all I'm okay, it's great. So, on
0: that health thing, when I spoke to um, Bob in in my last episode, Dr. Bob that makes Kayla laugh when I spoke to when I spoke to Dr. Bob we spoke a little bit about health and and we spoke because he he's got a job in cancer a really Mm. a really Mm. serious thing Mm. he he was talking about how child cancer is mostly luck that it's not to do with health it's not usually to do with life choices children's cancer particularly is usually life choices uh, not life choices sorry it's usually luck or bad luck rather yeah yeah. but see, cancer in older people is a lot of the time through lifestyle choices and what what do you have you always kind of well let's start with what you're into so you're into long distance running I was not what? so much
1: now because there's no need you have But you've been doing it for years. Yeah, I've done it since my early 40s.
0: So, have you always been a healthy, quote-unquote, person? I've always
1: played sport and always, yeah, right from being a small kid. um, uh, Partly my dad, well, mostly my dad's influence. I think my dad would only have been happy if I'd uh, played football for Barnsley and opened the batting for Yorkshire on winter and Summer, which is what people used to do in the olden days, and um, all all my youth was spent with my dad, were playing football and playing cricket, and I loved it. And I've played football and cricket right through school. I got to college, I started playing badminton, and I started playing squash in my twenties, and I played squash till. Only a, a few years ago, till this knee thing started up. So played play squash for forty years, played football uh, right into my thirties. So yeah, I've always been into sport, and then I took up running when I was forty. Um, actually, going back to the, the conversation we were having earlier, when work was just manic and I was working stupid hours, I was, I was eating too much drinking too much smoking Ooh. would you believe I smoke for um, too long and then that I had one. a little meeting with myself when I was were uh, <laughs> early 40s and I said Ian we had better sort oneself out
0: what made you what made you do that
1: um I just no, I, I, I just think I, I weren't being very healthy. Yeah. Uh, main thing where I wanted to stop smoking, I stopped smoking and started putting even more weight on, because <laughs> uh, I ate more. Yeah, and then I, and then I was drinking a lot, um, too much.
0: Interestingly, Doctor Bob said wh- wh- when I asked him what is the best tips to a, a, if if because he deals with cancer a lot, yeah, yeah. because he knows how it works. I said, what are the best tips you could give someone who doesn't want to get cancer? number one was don't smoke yeah. number two was don't smoke yeah that yeah. was the, the main oh well, he didn't thing. say don't drink then no he didn't excellent no, we didn't. love it yeah so smoking though no, no big, I know absolutely no, no. um <laughs> it,
1: it's the only thing I ever really threatened my kids about and I <laughs> said you can do anything you want you can you know it's up to you I said but either one of you start smoking i cut you out of the will. yeah <laughs> Cause it's the biggest, most stupid waste of time, money, health, everything I've he could ever dream of. Yeah. Yeah. But I went all the way through college smoking when I could have been spending the money on um, beer, girls, <laughs> and set. Yeah. Or whatever. And I, I can't believe I can't believe I did it. And like, I, it just unbelievable so yeah so I've always been like sport active and I took up running and it was probably very difficult because I weren't ever a good runner at school or anything I were always well actually I were always in the smoking team you know get around the corner and <laughs> get woodbines out like, yeah. <laughs> but, so yeah um it were difficult and even playing football I were I were fairly fit but it was always running were for people who weren't very good at playing football you'll run about and I'll just you know, but whatever.
0: because you, you're you quite involved with Barnsley Harriers you, yeah you get to see a lot of new runners and unfit do, people more
1: and more and more uh, every, every week the whole scene's just completely changed yeah how many
0: how many of them stay quite a lot now and and it always interests me about people who look, look to take up exercise because I was there once Five or six years ago I were 18.4 stone 18 stone Four pounds And I'll never forget it Because I looked at Those scales on that day And I said That's it I'm going to lose weight Because I I would I Terribly unhealthy And you yeah, did.
1: I was I was I a Fifteen and a half I was And And It was mostly around my waist And And you're right I, I was still playing squash And I was puffing And panting Smoking, drinking, as I said, and it had to change, yeah.
0: And, but the the biggest thing that I never realised about
1: exercise,
0: um, because I, I'd never been a healthy person. I'd never been into sport. The only sport I was into was American football, and that's the only sport I've ever been into. Never done any anything else. I was never a sporty kid at school, um, and I, I was just never into it. Mm. And then... <laughs> I thought you were going to fall off your chair then. <laughs> um, so I, I was never into sports. So when I, I took up exercise, and I still remember now, I couldn't even run half a mile. I couldn't. And when I ran half a mile, my chest was, I, I thought we were having an heart attack. It
1: came It came as a, a big shock to me. I bought some shorts and some running shoes. And I said, right, I'm. I'm this is it. I'm going to do some running because I need to get fit. Play squash because I play squash competitively, but you don't run about a lot. Playing you do you side to side a bit, but there's no sustained running. You get a breather and yeah. I know I was I was going downhill anyway. I, I, I were getting worse and um, I, I, I played league squash, you know, local, uh, Sheffield League, and I, my standards were just falling. And I'm going to run t- to get fit. And I put my shorts on, and I came out of me drive at home, and I didn't even get to the top of the street, and I didn't go off stupid like hundred mile an hour or anything. I just thought I'd just run up. The, <sighs> I, I just useless. It, and at that point, I thought, right, I've got to do this now.
0: It it humbled me straight away. It humbled me because there's nothing like running. To show you how unfit you are. Absolutely. And yeah. on that day, that was the hardest thing I'd ever done. And yeah, I'd, I'd done sport and stuff. I'd been playing American mm. football before. Mm. But there's something about just long-distance jogging that or running, whatever yeah, you there want to is. call it. there is. That it, it knackers you out more because it's sustained because it's mm. aer- aerobic exercise. Mm. And, I, and I just had no aerobic fitness whatsoever. And... I felt like death. I, th- I thought, thought we are going to have an heart attack. Hmm. And at, at that time, my mind was just all over the place as well. And it, it took me ages to get better. But yeah.
1: Yeah, I me, it. Yeah, I mean, this were early 40s and it took me many years. I never got very quick and I knew I weren't going to fairly early on. Um, I think I did the balance... I, targeted, I started running and I got this target of about three months time doing the Bounds the Six and I did that and, I, and I, I was pretty slow a lot slower than I was anticipating I was going to be and that got me going and I joined a club I joined Bouncer Harriers and then started doing a bit more and I was never going to be one of those really quick 10k runners but I did find that Gradually, from stopping smoking and losing a bit of weight, um, that I'd got quite good um, sustainable energy. Yeah, I could I could run long distances. So obviously, I started doing that. I did my first marathon in '93, and then it went on from there. And then, yeah, and then it became, yeah. it, it It was always that thing Do you want to run further Or do you want to run faster And I I preferred running further Because I was better at it
0: What's the longest distance you run?
1: I have run 78 miles in a day Wow That's Once
0: just, Yeah
1: um, It was a long day We started at dawn <laughs> And it's just that plod That doo, doo, doo. And okay There were some Food breaks and stuff But 70 78 I think it was in a day, which takes some doing.
0: Oh yeah, I can't. I can't run a marathon. I could. I could train to run a marathon probably, because I I, I find with with running you get to a certain stage where cardio is not a problem. Cardio is not a problem anymore. It's everything else in your body that gives up, and you you need the only way to get better at that is by running those distances. And the only way I could ever run a, a marathon is. Not have the pressure on my joints and on my muscles, Mm, I'd have mm, to lose loads of weight. mm. That's the only way that I'd be able to do
1: it. I I mean, most of my running career, I've pushed like 13 stones, which is quite big for a runner Mm. because I'm a big, you know, tall bloke. But um, yeah, I've I've been all right. Yeah. But marathon distance is is almost designed to make you. (laughs) Like run out of energy and question you know, your existence. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just that. I think know, I think the, the mindset thing
0: to it's what's interests me the most is is wanting to push yourself. Yeah. Further than you even need yeah. to. Yeah. And there's certain people who's got that, and there's certain people and, that. And haven't. I
1: were always there. I, I were probably less talented than a lot of my contemporaries at my club, but I used to finish in front of them. Cause you won't give up. Yeah, uh, and I knew what I was doing. I yeah. think, and I got this. Like, I don't know. Um, yeah, I could sustain my effort longer.
0: Yeah, yeah, because there's certain points you always get to. I mean, I, I never run really longer than five miles these days. But you, my first mile is still always most difficult. Hmm. Your first mile still hmm. still difficult. Hmm. You're warming up. You're getting into it. Yeah. And then after that, you kind of get into a, a flow of it and mm. it's easy. You yeah. feel like it could go forever.
1: Oh, I've, I've, I've run marathons where I've just got into, a uh, cliche, but into a a zone and you just dum, dum, tum dum, dum, dum. And off you go. And it works. And I found I found in me running very early, particularly when the pressure was there with work, that it were some me time. On my own lot of the time Particularly long runs Okay I used to go to the club Regularly And I soon got involved With the club And I've, o- I've enjoyed that as well I've enjoyed being Like You know um, Part of the reason that The club's grown And that's given me Some satisfaction as well But I've also As well as enjoying Club events And club runs uh, I've, en- I've really enjoy Three hours on my own On a training room Because yeah. I clear my brain And and I don't know There's something in there The The Expenditure of energy And Burning off of, of Physical energy Seems to clear the mind
0: And also when you've exercised It releases endorphins And it makes you ah, it happier It does And
1: Well it's just feeling the satisfaction You get when you get back And Think, yeah, I've done that. And yeah, they're like, the targets, they're, they're not easy to achieve. The targets that are easy to set, i.e., today I'm going to run for three hours, or today I'm going to run 20 miles. And you've got a, a Garmin or wherever, or you've done it on your map, my, my, my run, or wherever it is. And when you come back, you can look at your watch and go, yeah, I've done three hours. Yeah, I've done. 19.6 miles I'd better do Two laps of the Car park To make it up to 20 Or whatever And It's very easily Definable mm. And that's good
0: How do you think Taking up all that And becoming healthy Affected your life In a wider way And affected Work and
1: I was better at work Because I was healthier For it um, It changed me Changed me in a lot of ways. I became a diff- slightly different person.
0: Mm, it changed. It changed me definitely.
1: I became a different person.
0: It changed me because when I first started taking up exercise, I was suffering from panic attacks, and that's partly why I did it. Right. Because I knew that if I could run, yeah, I weren't going to die because panic attacks make you feel like you're gonna die and they're terrible and they're horrible and the worst thing in the world Uh, yeah you just you just feel like you're gonna die that is the overarching feeling the the dictionary definition is an impending feeling Mm. of doom so you feel you just get this wave over you and you think you're gonna die so the only way i could get out of that is to prove to myself i'm not gonna die by running Mm. and also like you said it 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 just clears your head and yeah it does you, and you feel yeah. you feel a little bit loved. I
1: did a lot of like again you know we're talking about being a designer and being creative and I can I can I don't these days so I don't run so far now but I used to be able to run and think things through and think problems through not just like shall we do it blue or shall we do it in uppercase or lowercase but more strategic stuff about my business and and people in my business or planning for um, what I should do next and uh, like like almost management decisions and stuff that I could only clear out when I weren't sitting at my desk but when I went out in fresh air
0: I think that's that's a big thing about exercise for me now I tend to I usually run once a week maybe maybe every um, two or three times a month most Mm. but I lift weights four times a week, and I go for walks a lot. But that that thing of being away from everything else yeah. is is so important. It's
1: shutting off from work, and but also shutting off from TV and the house and and everything and washing up and television. And it's it's for me most of it is being out there. But if being out in fresh air,
0: if you don't, I love it. If you don't exercise, you don't get that. Because no, if no, you no. if you are completely just completely stationary in your entire life, especially in design, like you like wearing, you sit on your ass all the time. You go home from work, you sit on your ass in your car. You go home from work, you sit on your mm. ass in front of TV. Mm. That is a, a completely sedentary lifestyle that just does your brain no good mm. because. We, we're designed to move wow. we, we, our body is designed like this because it's meant to move and it's meant to yeah
1: it is yeah I'm not sure it's meant to run like you know 78 miles in a day <laughs> and my my right knee might bear testament to that but that's one of them things I wouldn't have ever done like having said that I very quickly say I wouldn't have done anything any different I'd have still done it if you know new knee or not just well, one yeah. of them things.
0: You might, have, you might have never needed knee surgery, but you probably wouldn't have completed anything else in your life.
1: Uh, we'll never know, will we? Serve no. Now.
0: But yeah. I, 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 I do think now that exercise and everything yeah, else is, yeah. is just so intrinsically linked in my life. Part
1: of the equation.
0: You, you, it I, is with me anyway. I need to do it.
1: Like, when I was faced with this knee and the possibility of not being able to run again, uh um, yeah, I was, let's say I was disappointed. I was. Um, I'm. I'm happy that I found that because I've done all rehab and stuff. I'm able to run a bit. But I've again, we go through phases, and you, what you do is you change your life. You change, yeah, you, know, you change what you're doing to fit where you are now. Yeah, you know, it's like changing typefaces and changing, yeah, you know, software or whatever. It's just like. You you have to adapt. You have to every so often do something new, do something different.
0: I felt exactly the same I'm quite
1: happy now. I love going out. I love walking. I love it. And, like, if somebody had said to me three years ago, oh, you'll not be running, you'll be doing walking. Yeah, get stretched. Like, yeah, it's just... I couldn't have believed it, but I love it. I mean, other thing with my club now is I'm looking after all new starters who are very different now from what we used to get we're getting people of all shapes ages sizes sexes whatever and people are not frightened now taking up running they used to be you used to have to be able to run to take up running now anybody dares do it and that's brilliant and I'm getting a real buzz out of uh, helping and looking after them and it's great so that's something new and somebody they said that to me five years oh Ian you'll not be running what you'll do is you'll be out with Slugs. And I'll go, like, oh, yeah, likely. But I am. Oh, is that and what you call them, slugs? No, of course not. No, that's what somebody might have said five years ago. Oh, uh, yeah. Now, we've, um, I don't know, but, uh, yeah, new starters. Yeah, you know, it's just you know, it's brilliant. And, uh, yeah, I love it. So, yeah, it, every so often you got to do something new. you got to open a new window and look out. And another direction find something new to do Uh, sometimes it's forced on you but sometimes sometimes clients go away and that forces things on you especially if you've got somebody you work with very regularly and it becomes comfortable and then they go away and then you've got to start again and uh, it's a good thing mostly
0: I I, I genuinely think that somebody who isn't healthy isn't 100% happy in their life
1: they've got to be underneath got to be a bit worried somewhere yeah. they've got to be concerned
0: and as you get older it affects your mind well, because I as mean well.
1: like when I was smoking in my 20s and like 1970s nobody said oi stop smoking you'll die because yeah. they didn't they didn't yeah. bother yeah. I mean there's this whole thing with alcohol as well now it's, it's a bit like yeah like but I, I, I'd agree with you I mean, anybody who's overweight and smoking or whatever must they, they now are aware of there, there could well be trouble ahead, mm. and and surely that makes them nervous. I don't, I'm,
0: I don't even think it's just that. I think it is your mindset as well. It it does, and I'm I'm testament to it. It makes you a more positive person when you're healthy. It just does. It's just a fact. And and when you, when you're unhealthy and not moving and not mm. doing things, it makes you. Sadly. No, it's
1: what I said earlier. Is that it? It changed me. I ch- I changed as a person. In
0: most ways, you don't remember it almost, do you? I, I don't remember a lot no, of it. No,
1: no I, I think yeah. In most ways, it, <clears throat> it changed me for the better. It just gave me gave me a different outlook on life.
0: Yeah, really, it, it did me. It did absolutely me. If I if I think seven years ago when I were eating takeaways most of the time and not caring about my health and not bothered about that, if I would have said to seven years down the line me that you're going to be eating nuts and, I know that's not ridiculous, but eating Yeah, yeah, and salads (laughs) and actually enjoying salads and tracking all your food and making sure you always hit your calories because I'm a bit obsessive about that kind of thing. That's Uh, just the way I am. (laughs) I'm not always like that But if I'm not like that I find it really easy To fall back into a bad habit Right um, If I would have told myself I were doing that Seven years down the line I would have thought and, Oh yeah And that you run to work On a morning Before you start work
1: Yeah
0: Yeah and <laughs> I used to do that or you, I used or to you, get up And go out early Or you, choo- or you choose yeah. To walk to work <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it's actually A choice that you make Because you yeah. enjoy Walking to work yeah. If I would have told myself That I'd Oh
1: yeah Yeah, yeah It's a fact
0: And you forget how much it's changed your Mm. life.
1: Well, it changed me because, I I, I don't know, it gave me a different perspective on it all, but also I think it changed my friends, like different people. I started started associating with, um, I started associating with runners instead of alcoholics, yeah. (laughs) Now
0: now you associate with (laughs) alcoholic runners.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. Runners who drink or drinkers who run, which are we. Yeah Yeah No it's uh, Yeah 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 it's
0: It's interesting And on that note I'm going to come to Have have you heard of Cora before?
1: I hadn't No No Is is
0: this what you've written your notes for? These Cora questions (laughs) So Could be I I use Could be I use Cora all the time I did it with Dr. Bob I asked him some Cora questions uh, Cora is a question and answer website. It's brilliant. I haven't looked at it, so yeah. I don't.
1: Yeah,
0: I, right. I I answer. I don't know why I answer them, but I answer stupid questions on there all the time, just because I enjoy it. I usually do it when I'm sat on the toilet. You know, you've got to
1: right find find something yeah. to amuse yourself. Yeah. So as opposed to reading the viz annual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: So I found three questions. Go on. And I, I've kind I've,
1: of. I, I actually sat this afternoon in the garden, thinking about these answers. And yeah. these are these are the things that came into my head
0: so there's I didn't pick these because I knew it were you or anything, and so right. don't, don't read too much into these questions, but I just picked them at random and I thought i'd'd be, be interesting to hear what you say so first one is success the biggest revenge?
1: No, not for <laughs> me no I, I can't I can't think of anybody. Straight off the top of my head No, I think success is A very personal thing for me Me Satisfying my own goals Not actually getting my own back on anybody else No
0: There's that famous story about Where the name Weatherspoon came from, isn't there? Is there? And I don't know whether it's true or not But you know J.D. Weatherspoons? Yeah Apparently the guy that owns JD Weatherspoon is not called JD Weatherspoon.
1: No, it's it, Kim, um, yeah, somebody right. some, Somebody or other, yeah, yeah. And
0: the reason he called it JD Weatherspoon is because at school, he was always told he'd never make anything of himself by one particular teacher. All right. And the teacher was called JD Weatherspoon. Excellent. So when he became, he got when he got yeah. Weatherspoons and all that, he set up JD Weatherspoon. Right. To use success as a revenge thing for his my, teacher. Though. My
1: headmaster at my school um, who wanted me to go to university, when I wanted to go to art school, and you've got to remember that going to art school in sixties were a bit like being a dropout, because um, it weren't. They weren't design college. It, well, it was a design college, but it was a school of art and de- and design. It you know, but art students were you know long haired, lower. lower. Put my teeth in. Long haired layabouts, right? Or whatever. But smoked yeah. a lot and drank a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And my headmaster sort of said, you know, it's a waste of, you know, you're wasting your, you know, your talent. You ought to be going to university and doing it, you know, something proper kind of thing. Hmm. But I never felt revengeful on it. I just thought, well, oh, I've made my own mind up about that. Um, I think. The my o- grandma used to ask me when I, when I was going to get a proper job, which she used to, but my grandma was lovely so I didn't care. But no, I've never tried, I've never thought of it as a revenge. I, I, um,
0: I think venge, revenge and vengefulness is a really toxic attitude to have in your life anyway. Yeah. To, to hold on to grudges and yeah. no matter what somebody's done to you, the, yeah. way I, the attitude I always take is that, There's no point dwelling on it, and there's no point. No,
1: they're in. No, just wipe them away, and Uh, yeah. There's been a few. In in my in my working career, which sometimes crosses into your personal life, there's been about three people that I've seriously fallen out with, Mm. and I've just wiped slate like I just I I don't see them. Fortunately, Uh, it's just one of them things. But uh, it's nice. I don't know. It's good to to think you have been successful. or
0: Whatever uh, that is.
1: Yeah, whatever it is, it's at your own level, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Like some people won't be happy unless they've made £90 million trillion. Pounds. I'm quite happy that I've made enough to be comfortable and, you know, what I was saying earlier, you know, nice car, go on holidays, go for a meal yeah. and still have a couple of quid left in my pocket when I've finished.
0: Fine. Yeah, I, I was I was speaking to one of my friends the other week, and um, this particular friend that I'm talking about makes way more money than me, and I've always considered him more successful than me. The funny thing is, he's always considered me more successful than him. Hmm. And it's it's weird to see different people's opinions on success and right. what they think yeah. is more successful. I look yeah. at him and think. I wish I had some of what you had, and he looks at me thinking, I, "I wish I've got what you had."
1: Yeah, I sometimes wonder, and like I'm not looking for an answer. I'm, I'm I sometimes wonder when people look at me, uh, what they think of me, whether they think, "Oh, yeah, lucky bastard," yeah. Yeah. You know, A still alive. B still got all his hair which is brackets not entirely grey. Um like yeah, you know, all that sort of, you know, not not just not that, but also like how they perceive that my life has unfolded, as it were, and whether they think whether they yeah, you know, I just wonder why, whether they think oh yeah, successful, happy hmm. yeah, you know, or whether they think Wanker! <laughs> I don't it's, know. It's it's completely different for everybody, isn't it? Because yeah. I know there's people that don't like me, but I I, I also understand why they don't like me. There, and can't, I, be,
0: there can't be anybody that do not like me. There
1: you, is. Right? There's loads of people. But yeah, I think, but I think it is down to envy.
0: Yeah, yeah, which is also toxic.
1: Which I can't help. Like, yeah, I can't help yeah. it if I've done okay. I ain't done it on purpose. Yeah. Like it's just <laughs> happened. Well, I have done it on purpose, but it has just happened. Hmm. I've been lucky. But, but, you know, it's like whatever he said, golfer said, the more you practice, the luckier you get. Hmm. And it's true. But then I've worked hard at it. So I don't know. I just sometimes would like to think uh, like what people think. Well, if
0: if somebody like Richard Branson looked at you, he'd probably think, oh, well, he's not that successful.
1: I say, Dad, is hair me, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: But then he might look at you and think, "Well, the way that your lifestyle is, you are successful." I mean, it's just—it's yeah. so different for everybody. Success, and also, it's not—it's not a fixed thing either, is it?
1: No, it when, didn't no. When, when you were younger, some ago, people are happy with like a pair of slippers and, uh, and an allotment and and don't and and a telly and don't want to do any more than potter about house. You know and other bit pe- other people want to like um jet off to you know out of Mongolia or whatever and like I, I, my again it'll it'll it comes across wrong but I think I, I live not modestly but'm I'm, I'm all right yeah you know, I'm just yeah. but then a lot of people that say... Fucking tons of money in my head. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It's it's difficult, isn't it? But but he, I can't control. I can't control that. It's just come along and happened. And, and even you know. even
0: in just you and in just me, w- when you first started your career, all you wanted to be were a designer, and then all you wanted to be were your own boss. Yeah. And then all you wanted to yeah. be were not your own boss again. If you know what I mean? Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and,
1: the, and, and you know, I've never never deviated from that. I've never thought. I'm going to pack this in and go and get a, like, a normal job, like be a bus driver or... I've never ever, ever had that kind of thought, I'm going to jack this and do something else, Do you ever. Nev- do you never think
0: about having a normal job? Because I sometimes think about that.
1: I wonder what it's like, but yeah. then, I, then I think I
0: won't like it. Sometimes when things get really hard or you've had a, a shitty day and you think... I've got to go home and take all this Mm. with me. I've got all this baggage. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I think, how nice would it be? It were always a challenge, though. To be a shelf stacker. Yeah, yeah.
1: And not have to, yeah, or a postman or something like that, where you just do what somebody tells you to do and finish and go, yeah. And in honesty, when times were tough and business were a lot bigger and I'd got pressures of salaries and clients screaming at me and people being horrible to me there were days when but i always like a a run i always saw it as a challenge
0: yeah me me too and it's a fulfillment thing yeah isn't it It, yeah you don't you don't as as a as a shelf stacker or whatever and i'll keep saying that you don't get that fulfillment no 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 no. that's just
1: no all you get is wage packet which then enables you to buy things that as we said as i said before which you need to keep you alive almost, you know, whether it's basic stuff or whether you've got a little bit left to spend on yourself or whatever. And you can only fund that by working. As I said, I've been lucky. I've I've had a a job that's paid me quite well. Yeah.
0: Let's move on to question two. So question two, what Mm. what is the most interesting fact that you know and I don't, but I should?
1: That you should? Well, you see... My brain's full of trivia facts. Oh, go on then. I can't think of any. I thought some <laughs> earlier on. i have to sneaky look at my paper. Consult okay. your notes. Yeah. For instance, I'll tell you what I knew. I knew. I, I, I've known this for a long time. The longest time between two twins being born, from obviously from the same womb, is 87 days. Wow. Yeah, that's a good fact, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know it either. So <laughs> no, well, actually, see. But I tell you, it's, it's only rubbish, I'm going to tell you. The other thing I thought of, then I was thinking about music and stuff, and I was thinking, I, what I do know, and I already knew this, is that, that in Lennon and McCartney's songs, they use the word love more than 600 times.
0: Wow. So you just
1: knew that? All? I knew that. I didn't start at the top of my head. Have yeah. you counted them all? No, but i read it somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> what else did I think of at the same time? Um, facts about that. oh yeah, and then one of the, a sad fact. You probably know this one though. The one of the founders of Apple. There were three of them, originally, and one of them um, sold his share to the others for eight hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, I have heard that, yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah. What, 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 what was his name? Oh, God, I can't remember. No, I, I can't remember. Yeah, I have heard it before, yeah. Yeah. Bad,
1: dis- bad business decisions, yeah.
0: Uh, he'd be one to ask, is success a, a vengeance thing? And do oh, you, yeah, fe- do yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you feel any vengeance? Yeah. I, I wonder if he's spent all his life regretting his decision... Or he's moved on. That must
1: l- be like burning a lottery ticket that's won a million quid, like, yeah. Well, a, anyway. or won
0: $800 billion. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: anyway. Uh, so, yeah, it's just full of trivia like that, but not important. <laughs> and then trivia, yeah, but not mind-blowing facts, or, you know, yeah. I'd sit and think of some, yeah.
0: Okay, so final question. If you uh, were...
1: Random random facts about me You probably don't know But that's nice intri- I don't know I can't think of any really You've got a metal knee
0: I've got a metal knee Or is yeah. it titanium Yeah It's titanium Titanium yeah, knee is, yeah. yeah 20 20 quid man uh, <laughs> Yeah Do you know how much Your knee costs
1: Costs
0: Yeah you, How much does a titanium knee Actually
1: cost I don't know no, I don't actually know I know how much The operation Is charged to the NHS. Mm. That's about eleven grand.
0: It, yeah.
1: <laughs> if I if I hadn't had it done privately, it'd be eleven grand. Yeah. But I don't know what the metal bit cost, no.
0: So the eleven thousand pound man?
1: Yeah, sort of. Well that's just my knee. <laughs> yeah. I know how much the surgeon got for his work that morning. Yeah. And he did three that morning and that's don't make me envy. like I do. I do admire some people in other, I do admire surgeons, as, like not just orthopedic and like brain surgeons and stuff because I just can't understand how they do stuff.
0: I always think of them as mechanics of the body. I yeah, don't but know, it's so clever, it? I don't know why I always think of it's
1: tissue and stuff. I mean, it's not like opening the Mac up and taking bits of wire and things it's not like that it's just like like you're doing brain operations and it's just mush and if you know, and if like, and if yeah. you
0: and if you fuck up that's yeah. it
1: yeah yeah well uh, that that's is true. it oh true you can't sort of say oh well i'll just buy a new mac or yeah i'll no. just uh, yeah
0: and also it's organic so yeah. it's, it's different every yeah. time you open somebody up it's different
1: yeah, yeah. It's,
2: okay
0: yeah. Yeah, it must be terrifying. Yeah, I guess you get used to that, don't you?
1: Yeah,
0: it's it's like flying a plane, though, isn't it? Yeah, well, there's a uh, one interesting fact actually I know about. But flying a plane, though, that
1: that you see, yeah, oh, I want to be a pilot. I want to be a pilot, but they just sit there for four hours, Appar-
0: five hours. Apparently, the uh, the landing is automated now. Yeah, doesn't need
1: yeah. Yeah, so
0: the bit the bit that I always thought was the bit that the pilots did. No To take off on the landing yeah. Apparently it's So that's lost its Magic hasn't it Yeah, yeah. But getting paid yeah. What do they get paid 50, yeah. grand or whatever Yeah from, yeah. To sit in a chair would be nice yeah. yeah And to have a To have a posh captain's voice Yes hmm. yeah.
2: So
0: <laughs> question three
1: Alright go on, no, then. Last one is it It's the last one Alright go on
0: then If you were stuck in an elevator For oh, 12 hours Oh God. If you were stuck in an elevator for 12 hours with any person in the world, who would you want it to be and why? Right,
1: there's a long list of girls, but that's not really <laughs> right, is it? Um, Then we can go on to saying the funny things like um, Harry Houdini or David <laughs> Blaine, because he'd get us out.
0: <laughs> funny. David Blaine won't. No, he won't, no, he's not clever enough. Yeah. No.
1: Also, one, David Copperfield, he might do it. Yeah? No. Yeah. It, no. yeah just
0: no. bring what his
1: big bus um, saw in. Right. Um, do you know, I can't think of one single person. I, I, I often think I could have a last supper with maybe a dozen people. Go on then. No, I won't, no that's not answering the question. <laughs> right, I will answer the question. Right. And I thought of this this afternoon. If there is one, I'd like it to be God. 'Cause I'd like him to get over all these followers that he's got and just tell them to stop fucking killing people. (laughs) That's a
0: very... I can be serious occasionally.
1: (laughs) What do you think of that?
0: I think that's a good answer. Does do I presume from that that you believe in God? No,
1: I said if there is one (laughs) or several. Can I have them all in the lift at the same time? Can they have a little discussion amongst themselves? Could do. They're, they're and just say, yeah, we've had another one tonight, haven't we, in Barcelona? Mm. And, like, I can't believe it. I mm. just can't believe that people do this. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's just all, awful. All
0: of that stuff is all to do with religion. And yeah. And that's yeah. disgusting. Yeah, it is. Because religion is yeah. just an idea. I know that's
1: a bit deep to start. To finish
0: with Religion is just an idea Yeah it and is It's it, a concept It's a concept And to be killing people Well that's oh. what we've done That's what we've done For millions of years oh. But to be oh. killing people Over a oh. concept is yeah. Disgusting
1: Yeah, yeah. But I could have a last supper with a load of people And I could have a bit of fun Some of them aren't alive now But we could Bring them back Couldn't we Could Yeah 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 Yeah
0: Is there not any um, Particular celebrity You want to have an interesting Conversation with
1: Um no, they're not actually. I started thinking sports people, but they're good at sport, but not that interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I suppose.
0: That's why sports personality of the year is always
1: disappointing. Yeah, sports lack of personality. Yeah. Well, maybe. maybe. Um, no, I'd, I'd, I'd like, yeah, I'd like people like Picasso there or Milton Glaser, he'd be good. Mm. I'd like him there. Mm. I made a bit of a list actually. <laughs> um, Steve McQueen.
0: Steve McQueen. But
1: if he were in the lift with me, he'd get us out as well, wouldn't he?
0: He's got to. Yeah. You would have thought he'd so. He'd find a way, and
1: yeah. I'd much rather spend twelve hours with him doing something else than sitting in a lift because it'd make it interesting.
0: And you'd want an, an action hero like Bruce Willis who's capable of getting you out of lift.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That'd be nice.
0: But it's uh, me- meant to be a bit of a I could
1: just yeah. You know, like, and then you go all serious and go, like my mum and dad, because they're not here anymore. And that'd be nice. Mm. And then historical people, maybe, I don't know. Ray- Raymond Chandler would be there. Have you read any Ray- Raymond Chandler books? No. Well, if you don't read any, just read some opening lines and things from his books.
0: So what, what kind of books does he write?
1: they like detective stories.
0: Alright, I do like detective stories. Right. I like,
1: um, it's just how he writes. It's, it's like
0: hard boiled stuff. I like, um, oh my god, what well, is it? What is he called? Mm, I forgot his name. The really famous hard boiled detective, uh, Maltese Falcon, um,
1: Dashiell Hammett,
0: Dashiell Hammett, and the other guy that I forgot his name of who was from around that time, uh, Raymond Chandler and Mickey, Mickey Spillane.
1: <laughs> Mickey Spillane is a good, but Raymond Chandler's a tops it's just how he writes he writes with such style and the way he writes uh even if you don't read the books you just read a few you just read some if you just google raymond chandler quotes whatever mm. and it's just way he writes it's just great i mean things like um well, let's see she, if we can quickly find one go on <laughs> she looked at her right from 30 feet away <laughs> but when I got to within 10 feet, it was the kind of girl that looked all right from 30 feet away. <laughs> yeah. And, um, there, were, there were a classic, actually. And I, I wrote this one down, because I had to look it up, because I couldn't remember exactly how it said it. And he said, he said, Ability is what you are capable of. Motivation defines what you do. And attitude determines how well you do it. Is that a Raymond Chandler quote? Mm. Mm.
0: It's quite deep for a it's detective good, yeah, novelist. It is, yeah. Yeah. There's some...
1: And he also said, no trap is as deadly as the one that you set yourself.
0: That's very deep. Yeah.
1: But all this stuff, it's just how the, it's how the books just open up. The great stories. The great stories. I'm Big def- sleeve one of so all them oh, right. films all them lovely 50s films. Um, they're just fantastic. Yeah, you know, they just
0: I'm going to have to check them out. I often think that
1: they're the, just lovely old, old-style detective stories, but it's just how he writes. It's just, it's just lovely.
0: I often think that as a detective novelist, it must be one of the hardest jobs in the world, you know, writing a convincing done it story, and then going backwards in that story and making all those bits but, yeah and putting and, it all together and, and you and,
1: do find stuff and like I do tend to read trashy detective type novels when I'm on holiday and yeah like Ian Banks stuff and things like that I love them; they're good and they're clever as well because they, they seem to find different ways of of creating a problem and then solving it usually and that's good because mm. that's what we do innit, it all day Find different ways of solving a problem.
0: Yeah, you never think of a detective novelist as being creative, but actually they're the way more creative than oh, what you or I do.
1: Uh, it, well, equally so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In a different way, yeah. Yeah, but they're, yeah.
0: Not, they're not considered creative, are they? It's, no. It's no. The, they're a writer. I'll, I'll oh,
1: know, oh no, I would, I would consider them creative, yeah. 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 But yeah, but yeah... Um, but yeah you, I'd, I'd enjoy putting a table of, of, of people together like that, kicking off a conversation. That'd be good. But ones? I don't know. No, there's nobody currently that I'd go, can I talk to Mark Zuckerberg? Or, nah, I'm not bothered. Mm. Branson, like, no, no, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't think. Oh, celebs? Mm. No, not really. Frankie Howard, he was funny. <laughs> I liked him. <laughs> <laughs> I look, i laughing just thinking of Frankie Howard
0: Les- Leslie Nielsen Leslie Yeah, Nielsen. he'd be good, yeah He'd be good in a lift
1: Yeah, he would actually, yeah, he'd be good Yeah
0: Although he's, he's probably just super dry Even yeah. in person, he probably never smiles Yeah Yeah And he'll crack jokes and you won't know whether he's, he's telling a joke or not
1: No Like me with me, podcast <laughs> Yeah <laughs> On that note <laughs> I, th- I think
0: that's uh, I think we've probably said enough yeah. I'm just looking at this pea. They're actually degenerating in front of my eyes These are they? Uh, peas in a pod Oh
1: dear I'm having the rest of those for my tea tonight
0: Or Just a plate of peas
1: Uh, Maybe not, no (laughs) No, Might be some, yeah Something else with them Cheesy peas Cheesy peas Yeah, it's the
0: future (laughs) I will leave it there Okay (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much Okay, it's a pleasure I love interviewing you and I love talking to you. It's, it's always so much fun talking to you, Mead. And I hope you enjoyed it as well. I hope you enjoyed just sitting in on a conversation with a bunch of people talking about design. And that's really what I try to do with every single episode of Interesting Conversations. It's just an interesting chat with a random person that I'm lucky enough to know and then I'm lucky enough to spend time with and have these kind of conversations pretty damn regularly. Anyway, that was episode three of season one of Interesting Conversations, and there's going to be one more episode before Christmas, because I'm aware it's now December the 3rd as I'm recording this, and this is going out on December the 3rd too, and... There's just enough time to get another episode in before Christmas. The next episode is with a chap called Julian Dyer, who I've known for a very long time. In fact, I went to college with him and I learned how to become a designer with him. And he's kind of gone down a very similar career to me. He works on the web and he's a web designer and all that kind of stuff. So we get into talking about a little bit about design, a little bit about actually formula one, which I know nothing about, which is pretty interesting. And we get into all kinds of other stuff, and that episode will be out in the next couple of weeks, just before Christmas. And then, at Christmas, either Christmas Day or a couple of days afterwards, I've got a really, really exciting episode coming out. I'm still not going to tell you who it's with yet, because I loved recording it, I loved listening to the guy. He's such a nice guy, and he's got amazing stories to tell and I'll tell you who that is on the next episode of Interesting Conversations. The only thing that's left for me to say is that if you go over to interestpodcast.com, you can find all the other episodes that I've recorded. And also if you go to twitter.com forward slash interestpodcast, you can find out all the information about this podcast there and see when new episodes are coming out and other stuff like that. And actually, if you look through the tweets, if you look through the past tweets, you'll see a photo of the peas in a pod that I put on there when I recorded the episode with Ian Mead. Anyway, that's it for now, and I'll see you again in another couple of weeks. I'll see you soon.